Miss Marvel's completed its first season on Disney Plus, and I have my spoiler-filled thoughts right now. This review is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DANMERL to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more, and stay tuned till the end of this review for more info. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of Season 1 of Miss Marvel, the latest MCU show on Disney+. Plus. It just wrapped up its first season a couple days ago. I am going to be spoiling the show in this review. I did a non-spoiler review for the first couple of episodes a few weeks ago. This is about the entire first season. I'm going to be going into plot details, so if you're not caught up yet on Miss Marvel, you should probably go do that and then come back for the rest of this video. One overwhelming question I've had, and it doesn't even really have to do with the show itself, is what Disney's marketing and release strategy was on this show. Because the first three or four episodes were released at the exact same time as Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is a much more high-profile show, with apologies to Ms. Marvel. And I still can't quite get my head around it, because it didn't seem like there was a, a scheduling reason. It's not like this show had to be out before Thor Love and Thunder. Some people have suggested that maybe they wanted to get it out because of the, some of the things we'll talk about that they revealed in this final episode before Marvel's big Hall H panel at Comic-Con. But even if that's the case, you can still put it out on a different day. Like, why did it have to be on the same day at the same time as another big show? Now, some folks have said that they don't really see the big deal because going back to like network TV, well, they run multiple shows at the same time, but network and streaming are two different things. It's all about kind of capturing the buzz in the moment instead of having appointment television every single week. To me, this is kind of like if Netflix had released Stranger Things and Ozark at the same time. You only have so much bandwidth to promote as a company. The social media buzz went first and foremost to Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's what people were watching when it dropped, and then Ms. Marvel was kind of an afterthought and, and I just don't really understand that. I don't really see the need for Disney Plus to drop shows at 3 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast here in the U.S., and I don't really see the need for them to drop multiple shows and huge franchises at the exact same time, but I'm not in charge of marketing, and we'll see if it's something that they continue to do going forward. Turning to the show itself, something that I really complimented based on the first couple episodes, and it has really borne fruit uh, throughout the entire series, is the casting of Iman Vellani. She's an absolute natural for this role. She reminded me a lot of when Tom Holland and took on the role of Peter Parker in that she just seems like the perfect fit for how they wrote this character. Do you, do you have a favorite food? Ice cream pizza. Is that two foods or one food? One. I put ice cream on pizza. Did someone say ice cream pizza? I like the flavors. Really Iman Vellani really was just able to sell this character based on her infectious joy, her energy, her charisma. There's a lot of times where you cast a part and you're like, oh, that's pretty good casting. But there are a few other times where you look at a role in an actor and you're like, that actor was made for that role. And that's how I feel with Iman Vellani in this show. I also think that Ms. Marvel is a great example of the potential of representation and diversity, the real potential in movies and TV and other entertainment. I've been very skeptical in the past including recent Disney and Marvel movies and TV shows, where I felt that the representation felt a little bit cynical, a little bit try-hard, especially when it is filmmakers from one community who are trying to represent characters from another community. I'm not saying that that can't happen, but sometimes it's a bit of an awkward fit. This show, though, felt so natural, and I think that it is because it is a story about a Pakistani family starring an actress who was born in Pakistan from a creator who comes from a Pakistani family and with several writers and directors who are of Asian, Middle Eastern, and African descent. 
Now, I'm not saying that only people from certain backgrounds can tell the stories of the people from the same backgrounds, but what I am saying is that Ms. Marvel had a very natural authenticity to it. And as somebody who is only casually aware of Pakistani history, particularly the events that they go into in this show, it also educated me about the partition and the separation of families, but in a way that felt inherent to the storytelling. And when we talk about diversity and representation in media, I think that Ms. Marvel is a great example of the potential and honestly what I think it should be, which is an exchange of culture, an exchange of heritage, an exchange of history, in a way that brings it to audiences of all races and all religions and all backgrounds. I also think that this show is a wonderful depiction of Muslims in America and a type that we don't often see. We see their practices and the challenges of being Muslim in America and even the imperfections of some of the more traditional Muslims. And I also think that the show really put on display the kinds of teachings that you actually see inside almost every American mosque. And remember, just because someone treats you as their enemy, doesn't give you the right to treat them as yours. I actually connected to this show much more on a character level with the people that we met than I did on a superhero level. Now, ideally, you would connect with both in a comic book-based show, but if I were given the choice, I would prefer to be more drawn to the characters and not the action. I think that Ms. Marvel as a superhero thus far is fine. I like the vibrance of the light powers, but I wasn't a fan of the oversized arms and legs that we saw in the finale. I think it looked a little bit goofy, and this is in a world where Ant-Man exists. The whole idea of the Jinn and the Noor dimension felt like something we've seen before. Marvel has done this a lot where there's a destructive dimension and it's going to overtake Earth and we've got to seal the barrier. That all felt as familiar as the cultural stuff felt fresh. It was Kamala's family, their interactions, and their history with each other that I found fascinating, not the mythology behind it. You were just so perfect. That's what Kamal means in Arabic. Perfect. One of the big things that I did not see coming was the use of this show to introduce mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's something different in your genes, like, like a mutation. Now, it's not a shocker because we've known this is coming for a while since the Fox merger. We've already had Professor X show up in an alternate multiverse in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But still, a lot of people, I think, were hoping that the show would stick a little bit closer to the comic book origins where Kamala's powers were linked to the Inhumans and not mutants. I can honestly see it a little bit both ways. The humans have never really had their fair shake at Marvel. They had the very not well-received TV show. You had Black Bolt show up in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but not for very long. There was a very extensive storyline about Terrigen Mists, etc., on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but there's really been nothing done with that, and I understand that people that are fans of that pocket of the Marvel Universe would really like to see it done justice. At the same time, it's really not that shocking that the MCU really wants to get the wheels rolling on mutants and get some of those announcements out there and it honestly may help the MCU because I think there's a perception among some not everybody that the MCU is kind of in search of the next big thing and if we are now pointing directly toward mutants I think it's going to whip up a lot of that enthusiasm that perhaps may have been lagging over the last couple years. I liked that the show kept Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel pretty much separate for the entire run of the show and let Ms. Marvel establish herself 
herself as her own hero with her own set of powers. Of course, we get that connection in the very last really scene in the mid credit scene of this final episode where it looks like I, I was a little confused at first. It looked like maybe Kamala Khan turned into Carol Danvers, but I think they somehow swapped places. So there is some sort of connection between Miss Marvel's powers and Captain Marvel's powers. And I'm sure we're going to find out a lot more about that in the Marvels next year. Generally, I think that Miss Marvel, the show, did what it needed to do first and foremost, which was to sell me on the character. I am sold on Kamala Khan. I'm sold on Amon Vellani. I'm excited to see what happens with this character next. I like the first half of the season better where we're getting to know Kamala and her family and her friends and we see more of that interaction. As we got deeper into the series and it became more about the big superhero fights, I lost a little bit of interest. Although I did like episode five as we went back in time and learned more about the history of Kamala's family. The superhero action for me, honestly, was kind of the least impressive part of the show, but everything else made up for it. If the characters had fallen really flat, I think the show would have fallen really flat. And again, like I acknowledged in the first couple of episodes when I talked about them, I also know that the target market is a lot younger. And I could see this show really attracting a younger demographic. And honestly, Marvel needs to do that. They can't just uh, keep serving up the 40-year-old dudes, which I'm almost 40, uh, the same thing over and over again. You do have to start bringing in that younger generation. I understand there's going to be some alienation amongst the older crowd, but they're trying to to keep the brand alive. And overall, I really like the idea of a community superhero that's not your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And generally, the show, I think, had a very positive message about Pakistani Americans and Muslims in America, about the support and the warmth of community and family. I really do hope that Disney and Marvel don't look at the low ratings for this show and decide to steer away from shows like this that invest a little bit more in character and backstory than superhero action. I know it's tough sometimes for studios to look at their strategies and accept blame on themselves. A lot of time it's the uh, Principal Skinner mentality. Am I so out of touch? No. It's the children who are wrong. But I did find it so refreshing how authentic and warm and oftentimes fun this show was. This has been a bit of a slog sometimes, and I, I don't mean necessarily that the shows are bad, but the darkness of so many of these MCU shows, Loki and WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think that this is easily the brightest Marvel show that we've seen yet here on Disney+, and I think it shows that that change of pace is a good idea from time to time. If I were going to look at my favorite in the MCU Disney hierarchy, I'd say this show probably falls right in the middle. I think there is a perception that a lot of these TV shows just can't quite nail the formula, but a lot of them have come close, and there have been moments and episodes of all of these different shows that have hit the same highs as the best movies in the MCU. And I think that there's a lot of that with Miss Marvel as well. There's so much potential in so many of these shows and it's realized it's just about consistency at this point. And I think that Miss Marvel has a great shot at becoming one of the best and hopefully one of the most consistent shows on Disney Plus as part of the MCU. So those are my thoughts on Ms. Marvel. Generally positive, mostly driven by Iman Vellani, the likable cast, the characters, and the authenticity of the storytelling. What did you think of the show? Are you one of those younger viewers? Did it appeal to you more than it did to me, even though I enjoyed it? Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for today's video, Upside. Let's get real here. It's never fun to look at the bill for anything these days, whether you're at the gas pump, eating out, or 
or buying groceries, but lately it's become even more unpleasant. That final total is often becoming the kind of surprise that you don't enjoy, and that's why I'm glad I've been able to start using Upside. Upside is an app for anybody who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. Let's be honest, that's pretty much everybody. And with every purchase I make using Upside, I get cash back. And I know it sounds like one of those things that's too good to be true, but remember, I will never promote something here on the show that I'm not willing to use myself. There's a gas station just a couple miles down the road from where I live that often offers a discount of 10 cents or more per gallon, which means I'm saving a dollar or more every time I fill up, and that adds up over time. To get started, you just download the free Upside app in the App Store, or Google Play and use my promo code Dan Merle and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. To do that, you can pick a business offering the upside discount, claim that offer on the app, and then check in when you get there. You pay as usual with a credit or debit card and then collect your cash back, which you can cash out anytime to your bank account, to PayPal, or to an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Download the free Upside app and use promo code Dan Merle, that's my name, all one word, to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code Dan Merle, D-A-N-M-U-R-R-E-L-L. I'll be back soon. Until then, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.